Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Today, I get to interview two wonderful, successful women who are sharing their career stories and talking about how they have teamed up and become a force to be reckoned with in the world of PR. Carrie Bellog, founder and CEO, and Lauren Janess, partner and president, together run Brand Groupies, a full-service social media, public relations, personal branding, and podcast management agency. Female founded in 2015, the agency partners with B2B companies and C-suite leaders who think differently and who are visionaries in commercial architecture, engineering, construction, design, and in real estate to build and amplify their brands. They coined the term SoPR, the fusion of social media and PR, because the two go hand in hand. Um, thank you so much, ladies, for being here and joining me together. This is fun when I get to interview two people at the same time. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for having us. So excited to be here. Okay, so let's start by having you kind of walk us through the background, career highlights that prepped you for your success today. Carrie, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, um, well, Brand Groupies, we are a social media PR, uh, personal branding and podcast management company. And so I guess the background is the fact that we both were in fashion PR um, throughout our careers, working with global fashion brands. Lauren and I go way back. <laughs> and we had such intense training. We were always two seasons ahead. We always put the fashion designer as the face of the brand. So that's all we knew. We, re- we knew, you know, two seasons ahead, always um, what's the next trend? How can we be optimizing everything, being on the cutting edge with the face of the brand out there? And so I think when we signed with um, Mancini Duffy seven years ago, it was only natural to apply that fashion lens to the AEC industry. And we we were smitten. We said, we love this industry. We both are, you know, design aficionados or groupies. And so um, we found that there was really an opportunity to, um, you know, take these brands and their C-suite leaders to the next level, you, you know, through a fashion uh, lens, because uh, we are, are always thinking ahead. And so we love working with visionary um, leaders. Awesome. Lauren, anything to add on that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, coming from fashion, where it was always about telling the story of the brand and the people behind it. People mm. do business with people, not brands. And so we have really applied that training of, you know, bringing the story behind the leaders of our companies and clients to life, um, really kind of un- peeling back the layers of the onion to, you know, reveal different aspects about what makes our clients different, um, both, you know, kind of personal. And then, of course, from a professional and business perspective, too. So how did you two originally meet? Was it through work or personal? 
Well, Lauren was um, in college with my sister. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've known her since I was, I guess, 19. And Carrie was working in the city. I was a yeah. communications major at University of Delaware. And um, Carrie was working in fashion. I grew up in Pennsylvania. So fashion PR, I never really knew that existed. I was like, oh right. my gosh, I want to I be like her when I grow up. So I followed in her footsteps four years later and, and ended up doing that for about 20 years in the city. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Lauren, how has PR changed over the last five years? And where do you see it going, I guess, in the next five? Yeah, I think the biggest change has been, and this is really since I started down this path almost, you know, more than 20 years ago. Um, when I started, print was such a huge, um, you know, that's where everybody wanted to be in print. And these days, not as many people carry around a magazine or even a newspaper the way they used to, but they always have a phone. And so that means, you know, the rise of digital media years and years and years ago started to become, you know, kind of reshuffled where our priorities were from a PR lens. And what I would say in the last five years is, you know, the rise of podcasts being so popular and everybody's carrying their phone around and whether they're on the treadmill or they're commuting to work or they're in their car. Um, you know, I tend to listen to podcasts in my car even more than I listen to music these days. So there's just, you know, this incredible library now sitting out there where you can learn or be entertained. And, and so having our clients guest on podcasts within the industry and outside of the industry industry has been an incredible driver and it really helps to fuel our SOPR approach because we can take that audio um, content and the video content sometimes that we get from podcasts too and spread it out in a really strategic way on our social channels for our clients. Oh, absolutely. I think um, repurposing content in multiple ways is so smart and, and strategic, really. So Carrie, can you talk to us about how social media has evolved from B2B brands? Sure. I think, you know, um, B2C brands were at the forefront and, you know, all of a sudden people realize, well, I'm expecting, you know, this from everything I do, everything I buy. And so B2B had to, had to catch up because people expect that technology, that, you know, consistency and that, and that messaging. And I think, um, for B2B, it's so important, um, you know, not only to, um, you know, share everything they're doing, but for also for talent acquisition, you know, everyone's on social, no one's running to the website. Oh my, you know, I can't wait to check out their <laughs> website. I mean, everyone's on social. So I think it's, you know, really important for the brand as well as the, you know, the C-suite uh, leaders and actually anyone who is working to develop their personal brand online, no matter what on LinkedIn, um, it's just so important to be to be consistent and be out there so that you're top of mind. The you know market is so saturated, so you really you have to just continuously put yourself out there on social in B two B. So, and I agree with you completely because it seems like uh, like I had my own agency for a while, and you had to do a level of education yes. for your customers on what it is you were trying to sell. But now, because we all are so immersed in the technology, either through our own, you know, personal business or our children, I think it's an easier sell from the need of it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about podcasting that makes it exciting? Because, you know, there's so many different options out there to spread your, your message. What is it about podcasting? You know what we found? We 
tend to just naturally gravitate towards clients who have really dynamic leaders behind them and visionaries. And what we've found is that many people are not very comfortable writing. You know, so if they had to do it, you know, a written, write some, you know, answers for um, a digital interview or maybe a print interview. But the people we work with are incredibly confident and poised about talking or to talk to really what they do on a day to day basis and what sets them apart. And so with a very short time investment, you know, a podcast could be anywhere from 15 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, we found that they can really get their message out there in their own words, in their own tone and inflection. And it's, it can be so personal. And then we can really strategically share that out. So it's a big part of what I do on the PR side for our clients is getting them to guest on podcasts. And then I also, we also manage podcasts. So we see it from both lenses. So we manage a few podcasts. And so we know what we want the guest experience to be like from all the different touch points. And then we launch the episode and then we put it out there on social. So we actually do, you know, the whole A to Z from behind the scenes for, for a few podcasts as well. That's wonderful. So when you have a new client that comes to you, do you like say, what are your objectives? And then you kind of take from your suite of toolbox yeah. and then apply it to them. Because I'm sure there's different comfort yeah. levels yes. from you know, sure. the client. Exactly. I mean, some people, if they do like to write, you know, they could um, write articles or, um, you know, of course, mixed with, with guesting. So we really try to find out what makes them tick and what where they feel you know comfortable and we we customize our approach around that so okay i'd love to hear your advice for women early in their careers who are starting off um what should they be considering when thinking about this career path i think um it it definitely takes a few years to find your groove and find out what works as far as a business model goes and um, cash flow goals. But um, I think it's really, if you can, the sooner you can find your target market, like who are you serving and what industry? You know, when I first started Brand Groupies, I was serving everyone, doctors, restaurants, you know, oh, you need a website, you need a logo, I got you, I could do it all. I was working like 80 hours a week, you know, and I didn't know when my next project was coming. There was no consistency with retainers. And then that kind of led to, okay, now we're going to, you know, niche down to social retainers. And then when Lauren came on board and launched our PR division, that made sense. So I think niching down, we actually um, you know, uh, niche down a few years ago into the AEC industry and haven't looked back. And I, you know, definitely recommend trying to get there as soon as possible to know who your market is and really go after them because it takes takes a while. That is great advice. And I think one of the things that scares people the most is leaving business on the table. You know what I mean? But to your point, I think the sooner you can niche down and get crystal on who you're serving, it kind of opens up the floodgates for more of those same clients. Yes. And saying no. <laughs> that might be so another question. <laughs> say as soon, as soon as you know. Laura. We always say it's either it's got to be a hell yes for us to either, you know, work with a brand as a partner mm-hmm. or have people join our team. You know, you have to be at 110%. Yeah. In. We're all in. <laughs> I love that. So, Lauren, for someone wanting to learn um, kind of the ropes of PR and social, do you think it's better to have experience on the agency side first? or working on the client side? So 
I'm actually really grateful that I had the experience on both. So I started in-house so that I could understand. I didn't know at the time. It was, you know, I was offered a, a job at a, a firm in the city and I was offered a job at a um, in-house. And I went in-house and I learned so much because, you know, those teams tend to be small and you have to be scrappy and you're really learning from the ground up. And I, I made in- incredible connections. And then ever since then, so probably since... 2003, I've been in an agency. And so I never looked back. I love the pace of an agency. I love that no two days are ever the same. It definitely moves much faster. But I think I really benefited from having the understanding of what it's like to be in-house and the amount of red tape sometimes and the, the cooks in the kitchen that could be in-house and, and having, you know, the empathy for, okay, I, you know, I did that. And that was a really interesting training ground. And then I really found that I, I loved the pace of agency life. And I, and I really never looked back since then. So I think having a combination of both, if you can get it from early mm-hmm. on, is nice. And I think it really helps you understand where your strengths are, too. There's lots of people I know that have only ever been in-house because that was the right fit for for their skill set. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it is a little bit of a different way of having to think about many different brands all day, every day in, uh, when you're at an agency is a different kind of thought process. And I feel like that works for some and, you know, not not for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie, as you built your company, how, what skills, I guess, would you say are essential for, you know, your, your tribe, your family that you're building? Sure. Well, it's always, trust is always number one, um, because without trust, you can't do anything. I'd love to, you know, trust everyone we're working with and let them do their thing. And, you know, get excited about it. Also, um, you know, a natural um, desire to be uh, customer service oriented, I guess you could say, because we, you know, we give 200% to our clients. So we kind of want them to feel that excitement and, you know, that they can't wait to deliver, uh, you know, the highest standards, you know, to our clients. And, um, and also if someone's curious, to be excited to learn. Like we're never done learning, continuously researching and what's next on social. Okay, what are the trends in LinkedIn? Like constantly learning is something we, you know, strive to do every day. Is there anything um, from a resume standpoint that you look for? I mean, like if someone has a psychology background, would you consider them if they have this new love and passion? Yeah, great degree to have. I know. I know. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I think we look at if they're you know we go right to their you know social channels and I I love it when college students are on LinkedIn and they're actually posting. I think you know even if it's just you know once a week I don't know (laughs) whatever just being out there and just um, showing that they're you know they're hungry for it. So that's good. Um, and I think that's important to say LinkedIn, because I think a lot of people of the younger generation might not think that that's relevant, but it's so relevant, especially for sure. kind of future employee looking how they are connected, how they interact. Absolutely. Yes. It's smart. Um, what advice do you have for young adults who are, you know, in the job market about social and being smart about what to post and what not to post. Oh, 
<laughs> I know. We always we start with our clients by doing a whole brand discovery session. We do brand pillars. So we're very clear from day one exactly, you know, what the pillars are. And, um, you know, we also go through in, you know, community engagement, what, you know, are okay re- replies to say. Mm. And, um, you know, you never want to start anything online if it's, um, I don't know, not very often <laughs> there's something negative. Um, but we have pretty clear brand, you know, guidelines, um, you know, for clients. And I think um, for them online, I think you have to think about what you're posting because people, your employers are looking. Everyone I talk to, they go right to social yeah. to connect with people, especially if they're looking for a social job. You know, we want to kind of see, are they, you know, um, what are they posting and is it um, you know, professional too? Do you sometimes feel like running circles and getting nowhere? Maybe you want your life to run toward achieving something more significant, but you are not quite sure how or where to start. If it sounds like you, you should definitely check out the Neat Lifestyle podcast. We talk about all aspects of getting organized to build the lifestyle you desire so that you can get started and not feel so confused or alone. Questions like, how do I organize life for success? How do I organize time, home, finances, and projects? All that and more we cover in the show. So if that sounds like something you would be interested in, click on the show notes and follow the Neat Lifestyle podcast today. Lauren, what strengths do you see each having as female leaders that help your business be so successful? You know what? I think having worked for others, you know, in in the fashion industry for so many years, we really got to learn, you know, how how we wanted to, you know, run and shape a company on our own terms and what kind of people we wanted to partner with. And so I think it's been really unique to kind of um, Carrie had started this for years, and then when I jumped in, really, you know, our values, I think, for, you know, the type of company we wanted to be part of, um, you know, partnering with people that are kind and visionary and doing things differently. Because in the AC industry, social and PR are not really top of mind. Mm-hmm. And so we found that we're almost having to break through, you know, kind of uh, the norm of what's been done and shape out a different way of doing things from the way that this more traditional industry has been, you know, kind of portrayed themselves for years. So I think, and and then I would say, like Carrie said earlier, I think we almost give our clients a concierge level of service. You know, we are so passionate about the people we work with and for, mm-hmm. and that we really, you know, see them as true partners. Um, you know, Carrie always says <laughs> we want to be invited to the holiday party for our clients, you know, because we we really <laughs> envision ourselves as almost their in-house team, who yeah. just, you know, doesn't happen to sit in-house. But, yeah. you know, that's very much how we kind of behave and conduct ourselves on a daily basis. That's wonderful. Um, what does to be bolder mean to you, Karen? Um, I think it's continuing to move forward, no matter what obstacles, you know, come in your way, especially, you know, um, being an entrepreneur, I think, um, just through the years, when, you know, you could just give up (laughs) and think, you know, why do we keep doing this? Um, But just keep going and and really um, have that end vision in mind and just say, we're going to, you know, it's going to happen, we're going to get there no matter what. So going with the, the ebbs and flows. That's great. Lauren? 
Uh, I think, and you know, to carry on what Carrie said is also just to you know constantly be pivoting. Where we do feel like we're always learning, and I mean, we're just having that conversation this morning of you know how you know as we look to plan twenty twenty four. You know, what mm-hmm. did we learn this year, and what are we going to do a little slightly differently next year? And you know, what are our goals? And so constantly be looking ahead and saying, okay, how can we how can we do it better next year? That's awesome. I love that. I always love the answers for my guests because no two are ever alike. (laughs) No, I love it. Okay, Carrie. So in the digital world we live in, having a strong personal brand and understanding who you are and what you value is so important. What do you tell someone when they're building their own personal brand? Um, So I think, again, we always go back to our brand pillars, you know, what are things that are important to you and kind of go all in on, you know, a few things and talk about that over and over again and also start posting on LinkedIn and, you know, really just start building building that and, um, you know, thinking about different, whether it's different themes or sharing articles, even if you, you know, you're in a certain industry and you love reading, you know, this um, weekly blog or something, you know, it's just sharing, um, sharing things that you're digesting and say, Hey, this inspired me. What do you think? Like easy things like that, but at least to just be proactive because no matter where you go in a company, like even if you change companies, your personal brand will stay with you, um, forever. So I think it's important for every level, every level of, you know, and during your career. Mm-hmm. Lauren, anything? Um, I also think that, you know, being open to maybe having a little bit of a different opinion or being a bit disruptive and not always going with the norm, you know, especially on LinkedIn, I think, you know, we see that, you know, our clients that push the envelope a little bit and maybe you're talking about it in the, in the office, but you don't necessarily want to put it out there on, on social, but sometimes that, that really can lead to some interesting debate, which is fun on social. You know, that's such a good point because, um, I think those that do share their own authentic opinion get noticed. But Mm -hmm. I will say, me, who I work for a company, I tend to like self, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that or not. I know. I know. I I think that can be, it's easier probably for, you know, some entrepreneurs to do that, right? Because they have less to lose, maybe. Yep. (laughs) So I think you have to, you have to walk a fine line with that one. (laughs) Yep. What would each of you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. You want to go? I know. I guess I would say to stop being such a people pleaser and, and mm-hmm. say no more more often to protect, you know, I guess my um, myself and my, um, my goals, I think, uh, just really uh, – I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying yes so often. Yeah. And oh, I can help everyone. I, wa- I want to help everyone. It's sure. only so much you can do. Yeah. I would say take more risks maybe. And, mm. you know, I would have loved to have been in this position even sooner. So mm. I'm happy with where we landed. Um, so, yeah, maybe take more risks. Lauren, how do you avoid burnout? You know, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think we try to, because we're B2B, you know, I think when we were in fashion, we were definitely burned out. I mean, 
all the time. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just a ragged, you know, it's a, it's a grind. And um, I think that we were really intentional. We came to this, you know, to at least when I came to join Carrie at Brand Groupies, you know, that the work-life balance was at the forefront of what we did. Our children are still at ages where they like to hang with us and they're yeah. still home. Um, they're teenagers now. And so I think with B2B, it actually has given us, you know, even more flexibility than B2C because, you know, there's not that drive, you know, every day for a cash register to be ringing in the way that with the fashion, you know, it had yeah. to be. Promotion. Where it was, you know, we're constantly promoting every single day. So we, um, we, I think, are just incredibly strategic with the time that we have in the office and, and planning ahead as much as possible and then dividing and conquering. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Carrie, anything to add to that? Um, let's see, make sure you exercise, <laughs> eat well. Yeah. I know it's hard Sleep. as you get over. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think it's just always making sure you, you know, um, have that balance and do things, uh, you know, for yourself and put family first. So I think, um, you know, making sure that that's the key driver, um, and, you know, being really thoughtful about your schedule, and making sure that you don't overwork. Because I could work till 2 in the morning every single night. I'm going to laugh at Lauren's up like at 4. So the two of us are yeah, we <laughs> cross paths. And we're like, we'll have weeks that we're yeah. crazy. And we're like, we can't do this. We have to like, yeah. you know, take yeah. a breather. So I think it's like checking in. Yeah. Where, where do you guys see the future of um, PR and social media going? Do you see... You know, creator economy, if you will, is so relevant right now or so popular. Everyone, I guess, is trying to become an influencer in their own space. Do you see that like lasting? (laughs) It'll be interesting to see if it, you know, if it does last. It doesn't feel like it's going away anytime soon, I would say. You know, I think that, you know, for the future, I think for me, I'd love to see, you know, more people kind of taking advantage of the fusion between social and PR the way that we mm-hmm. do. Because mm-hmm. I think that if you're investing in PR to then not take it and just, you know, really stretch it out as much as possible in a strategic way on, on social is not, you know, the best use of, of your fun, funds. Um, so we definitely see, you know, I, I would love to see more of that happening in the future. It has been so fun and so mm-hmm. informative to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. And I know we work together because some of the guests that you have pitched my podcast. Yes. So it, it was really fun to meet you in person. Oh, you too, Mary. So fun. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us. It was really fun. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b, boulder.com.